Good morning. If we haven't met already, my name's Melanie. Um, I'm part of the leadership. Oh, here I am. Part of the leadership in Real Life Church. I'm married to Stuart, and I have two little monkeys. One called Levi and one called Asher. Most of my time is spent looking after them and looking after our home. And any time I've got left, I lead the kids' work, occasionally preach, and do whatever else is required of me. Uh, yeah, I can't even think what else I do. Uh, this morning, um, I want to talk to you about whatever season you're in and how you do the season you're in well. So that's basically where we're going. Um, I don't know if you have any weaknesses. Um, no, of course you don't. Um, I, in our home, we have, we have a few weaknesses. One of them is called Ben and one is called Jerry. Um, and uh, over the years, I can't even imagine how many tubs of Ben and Jerry's Stuart and Melanie have consumed. But it is a good amount. Um, and... Our favourite flavours are, um, just in case you ever want to buy some, I'll just let you know, uh, cookie dough chip, Stuart's top favourite, my second favourite, and fish food, my favourite, Stuart's, well, not even second favourite really, maybe third or fourth. Uh, we recently tried um, peanut butter cup, oh my gosh, that is just so good, um, what I find with Ben and Jerry's is, you know, the chunks of stuff, they never have enough of that, as far as I'm concerned. Like the chunks of cookie dough, there's never enough. I would like to buy a separate little portion to just pop in. Like, like you know, if you get a coffee and you can add a shot in, I'd like to add a shot of cookie dough chip or a shot of the little chocolate fish. If you've never sampled Ben and Jerry's before, honestly, you really should, all right? Um, we just grab two spoons and... We go at the tub until it's finished. Um, well, obviously, we don't do this in polite company, but when we're at home on our own, the tub gets finished, and then we throw away the spoon and, you know, just get your finger in as well. So we, we literally... This is about what our tubs look like at the end. So we will grab two spoons, fight for the treasure in it. We'll, we'll fight for the cookie dough chips. You know, you just pretend that you're taking a little scoop out, but really you're digging for the chunky good stuff. Um, we share it, but actually often it's, oh, it's my turn now, give that back. So it's not the greatest of sharing, but we do share it. Uh, we, Stuart, this is not Stuart's favourite, this one, but he still eats it, and even the bits, he doesn't like the, um, the dark chocolate fish in it, I love those, but he'll even eat those, even though they're not his favourites. And we scrape the whole tub clean, there is not a lick of ice cream left. We don't even need to wash it out to put it for recycling because it is so clean at the end of it, all gone. So if you've got a Bible with you today, um, you can turn to these. If you've not got one, that's fine. I can read it out for you. Um, Ecclesiastes 3.3. I've got three scriptures that I'm just going to read out, and, and they're Old Testament and New Testament um, so keep up if you can, really. Ecclesiastes 3.3 3 says this, there is a time for everything. There's a, time f- there's a season and a time for every activity under heaven. Hebrews 12.1-3 says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses 
to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set out before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. So because of what he could see in the future, he went through the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, then you won't become weary and give up. And then 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10 says... Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, and each time he said to me, my grace is all you need. Some versions say my grace is sufficient, but it's, it's basically everything you require. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and the insults, hardships, and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then he is strong. And this morning I want to really talk to us about how we do whatever season of life we're in well, and how we, like Jesus, fix our eyes on the future and endure sometimes what is going on, or get through sometimes what is going on, or do it extremely well, what is going on in our life. How we fix our eyes on the things that really matter, and go through whatever season we're in. Oh, phone's done something weird. So in this room, there will be people at different stages of life. You might be sitting here uh, single. You might be dating with a view to be married. You might be married. You might be married with kids. You might have a young family or a grown-up family. You might be widowed with kids. You might be a lone parent. You could be divorced. You might be married with grown-up kids and aging parents. You could be retired. Uh, You could be a student. You could be working full-time. You could be working part-time. You could own your own business. You could be unemployed but looking for work. You could be sick and unable to work. You could have disposable income, or you could be asking, oh, my gosh, what on earth is that? There'll be all sorts of different seasons and different stages sitting in here, But for everything, there is a season. And I I firmly believe that there are secrets or treasures that we can pull out of whatever season we're in. And I think there are principles that we can uh, learn from, I suppose, to do the season that we're in well. So this is how I think we, Ben and Jerry, the season we're in. So I'm going to unashamedly talk about Ben and Jerry, probably more than I'm going to talk about the Bible, okay, so sorry about that, but um, I want us to remember um, this and I want us to get this so that whatever season we're in, we can do it well. So I'm going to say four things this morning. I'm going to talk about how we dig for treasure in the season we're in, so how we root around, how we find the chunky bits of cookie dough, the little dark chocolate fish, the peanut butter cups, the caramel cups. It's not that I've tried them all, but um, I have. Um, and it's how we dig for the treasure in our season. I want to talk about how we share our tub with others. 
And, and I think oftentimes the season that you're in can feel quite lonely, but I think actually there are often other people in the same boat who you could invite to grab a spoon and join you. Um, and I want to talk about how in each season we're in, we need to eat the bits that even sometimes we don't like. We need to embrace it and go for it, partly because it's Ben and Jerry's, because, you know, even the bits we don't like are still good, but also because we have to believe when we're Christians that, that the stuff that God allows in our life is because he has already got what we need in order to walk through it. So whatever God allows in your life, it is because his grace is sufficient and his power is made perfect in your weakness. So whatever is thrown at you, whatever comes your way, is because God honestly believes that he has whatever it is you need to do that season well. And then lastly, I want to talk about scraping it clean, learning every lesson we can from whatever season we're in. So dig for hidden treasure in your tub. I think in every season there's treasure. So I've had various different seasons over the last few years, and, and I've seen treasure in, in all of them, really. I think when we were first married and we had two incomes and we had time available to us, not that we thought it at the time, we thought we were the busiest people alive, um, but we actually had time available to us, income available to us, and in lots of ways, our ministry, Stuart and I, functioned and flowed really well because we, we, yeah, we had plenty of evenings, we had plenty of cash, we had plenty of what we thought we needed to do our season well. Since becoming a mummy, since um, full-time looking after a couple of little boys, my season has changed dramatically. So I've been tired like nothing else. And I used to say I was tired before I had kids, now I know there's tired and there's tired. Uh, so when I was pregnant, I would be so tired that I, I would literally hit a wall and just could, like, I, I would try and speak sometimes and I, I just couldn't even speak properly. You know, just, I would hit this wall. And then we had kids and my kids, I, I love them dearly with my whole heart, but they took a long time to learn how to sleep properly, which meant that mummy had quite a lot of broken night's sleep. But there's treasure in every season. And I think one of the things that I found enormously helpful from broken sleep was that I decided to have my time with Jesus in the middle of the night because I'd be awake with a child who seemed to feed forever. And so, you know, why not um, get your Bible out and enjoy a little bit of time out with God? And for me, since that season has ended, my boys now sleep... Um, since it's ended, actually, my walk with God looks really different because I had, like, good chunks of maybe an hour in the middle of the night. Not maybe an hour. Maybe I took over an hour to feed. I had a definite hour in the middle of the night to sit and read my Bible and really get into God. It was a definite treasure of the season. I think when you've got children, there are people who just talk to you for, for no real reason, really, just because I think maybe... They find you less threatening when you've got kids, or I, I don't even know what it is, but I will often get into conversations with complete strangers. Um, if anybody else has got a kid, it's like you're in the club and I can talk to you. So um, I was in town on Tuesday and uh, walked past a woman, I had Asha with me, walked past a woman who had a couple of kids with her, and uh, I, 
I walked around the corner and literally bumped into her and, and said, oh, sorry about that, and walked off. And then as I got to the car park, she was behind me, and she said, I'm so sorry, I hope you don't mind me asking this, but do you like living in Sutton Coalfield? And I said, yeah. And she said, only me and my husband are thinking of moving here. We, we stood there having a really lovely chat about their desire to move here. She asked what we liked about Sutton, why we came to Sutton. So within about 10 minutes, I told this woman about, about church, about why we moved here, about the things we like about Sutton. She then asked where my son Levi is going to school, and I said the deanery, and she asked how we got in there, and I said because of church. And So we had a great conversation, and I, I went to leave, and I thought... I, I just don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe it was an accident. And so I just said to her, would you like to swap numbers? I, I don't mind helping you out when you move up. She was like, brilliant. Th this for me is a treasure of the season I'm in. So she's then texted me a couple of times saying how lovely it was to bump into me, how great it was to know someone with kids. It's a treasure of the season I'm in. And, and you get to dig for those things, no matter what your season is. You get to um, explore it and dig around. And, and I think it's up to us, really, to look out for the treasure of our season. And sometimes it is simply that I have a bit more money in this season. And that is my treasure. That's something that I can give away. That's something that I can bless people with. That's something that I have in this season. It might be that actually in your season, something that you have is time during the day, time in the evenings. You, you have to look at your season and work out what are the bits that actually are the best bits about my season. And I firmly believe you have to maximise them. So the worst bits about my season is that my sleep has been broken for years. That's one of the worst bits about my season. I get to 6 o'clock in the evening, and I am pretty much good for nothing, um, which is part of my season, and it's one of the worst bits of my season. One of the best bits of my seasons is there's an openness. There's, uh, I'm, I have time during the day. I can use my home. We use our home way more than I've ever used it. There, there are some real bonuses to the season that I make. I would suggest that if we're looking to do things like an alpha course in September, which we are, I would look at what are the benefits of my season and work out how I get alpha into that area. So it might be that you spend a huge amount of time at work and you're just thinking, actually, I don't have a huge amount of time outside work, but actually you are in work for a long time. So that is a treasure in your season. And you could say to yourself, well, I know that they do workplace alpha. Why don't I think about giving that a shot over lunch times? You, you can look at different ways to, to find the treasure in your season and make the most out of your season. I, I, I said it at the prayer meeting on, uh, when, if you didn't get to the prayer meeting, it was awesome on Wednesday night. You should make every effort to be there. Um, but... We had um, a bit of time of prayer, and we prayed into Alpha. And I was saying, actually, in every season, I think we can throw that net out, what, whatever season we're in. It just might look different. So I might look at a daytime one for mummies with a creche alongside it. You might think, actually, I'm at work 100 hours a week. I don't want to come home and go to an Alpha in the evening. In which case, put it in your work day. Put it in your work life. Look at ways that you can 
dig for treasure in the season you're in. <clears throat> How am I doing for time? I notoriously run over. And my husband is full of grace, but even as he left this morning, he said, will you please keep an eye on the time? So last time, I was bang on time. This time, I'm going to do it again, okay? So it's 11.02, doing well. Share your tub with someone else. There is absolutely no reason why the season you're in, you have to go through it on your own. And even if there isn't someone who's exactly the same as you, you will find people who've either been through stuff that you're going through. So it might be that they went through it 10 years ago five years ago, two years ago, it may be that the way they're going to walk through the season with you is just help you in what they learned when they were in that season. But there is no reason for us as Christians or even us as not Christians to be lonely in our season. There's always somebody who has some experience of what you're going through. You can invite someone to share a spoon and dig in with you. It's, it, but I, I think you have to invite people into your season. I think we're, unfortunately, I think British people are just a bit polite. I think also sometimes we're a little bit awkward. So if someone's going through a tough season, sometimes we just back off a little bit because we don't know what to say. And we don't want to offend and we don't want to, you know, um, say the wrong thing. So we say nothing and back away. So often you have to invite people into your season. You have to say, what I'm going through now is hard or what I'm going through is great and I'd like you to share with me. You have to give permission to people to, to grab a spoon. And certainly if I have a tub of Ben and Jerry's, no one's getting into it unless I ask them. No one's having a spoon unless I say, here's a spoon. And, and no one's tucking into my cookie dough unless I say you are welcome to tuck in. It's the same in life group. If you're not in a life group, you should be in one. It's, it's, a, it's an environment where you can invite a bunch of people or several hand-picked people to join you in your season, where you can say to people, pray with me, walk with me, help me. So when I first became a mummy, it was lovely to have other people around me who'd done it before. So you can say, uh, is this normal? And they go, oh yeah, that's very normal. Let's have another spoonful. It's really helpful when you get married to have other people around you who've walked through it. When you're single, to have other people around you who've walked through it. To be able to say, oh yeah, that's fine. Just keep going. It's really good when you're having bad days to say to someone, can you just grab a spoon and dig in with me? Can you pray with me? Can you help me? Can you talk to me? Can you tell me that I'm doing a good job? And sometimes that's all we need to hear in our season, is that actually you're doing well and it gives you the courage to just keep going. Because sometimes someone grabbing a spoon isn't really that they've got all the answers. It's that actually when someone stands alongside me, I feel stronger, braver, more courageous. And sometimes you can't see what is good about your season. And someone else says, no, you are doing this extremely well. And you suddenly feel like, oh, okay, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. And, and you can get up and keep going. I think we suffer too many things on our own and that's not how it's meant to be. It's a little bit of a middle-class weakness, I think, that actually we feel like we have to have our whole lives sorted out. We can't possibly be struggling. And middle-class Christianity is sometimes the worst because we think, well, obviously, we have to look like we've got everything covered. And we're, you know, because God's amazing, because 
his strength is sufficient for me. Because his grace is enough for me, I have to make this look like I know exactly what I'm doing all the time. And it's a real curse for us, if I'm honest. Because I think actually what the Bible says is the complete opposite, is that we have a need for each other, is that we were designed for community. We're not designed to be independent and I can do it all myself. We were designed to rely on one another, lean on one another, walk with one another, bear with one another, share one another's weaknesses. If you're sitting there thinking, gosh, it's been ages since I actually said to someone, I'm weak, I'm struggling, then, then maybe it's time. Maybe you just need to go up to one of your friends or someone in your community group or not community group, life group. It's the trouble when you've been in a few different churches and they call them all sorts of different names. Life group. Uh, maybe you just need to go up to someone and say, do you know what? I know I look like I'm doing all right, but actually, let me let you in. I'm finding this hard. Or even sometimes I'm enjoying my season. Can I tell you about it? When Stuart and I first got married, we had so many people tell us how awful the first year of marriage was. Oh my gosh, I was like, will someone please tell me that there was something decent about being married? Because all I've heard are the horror stories. And I know that it was partly people wanting to make sure that we didn't, you know, go into it rosy-eyed, thinking that it was going to be like living in heaven, living with my boy. Um, But... When, when we had other friends who got married, we were keen to tell them the good things about our season. So our first year of marriage was excellent, um, uh, to be honest. Like, I loved it. Loved making home with someone, getting to know someone. Loved, and so we thought, well, we'll tell people the good bits about our season. And, and if they ask us what's tough, we'll say. So sometimes we, we just want to share with people the bonuses and sometimes when, when you move into a season of having kids, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you'll never sleep. It's just a nightmare, continual demand. Sometimes you want to hear that what you're sharing in is actually it's an amazing responsibility to raise another person. And it is full of so much joy, you can hardly believe it. Sometimes you want to hear that. Sometimes you want to hear that the season you're in actually has some amazing things. I I would say that that if we're truly friends and in relationship with one another, in whatever season we're in, we get stuck in with each other. And I I love it. Sometimes I hear about, so recently someone had, had an operation and I didn't have any clue they were even going into hospital. And she said to me, it's okay, my life group had it covered. They came around to see us. They prayed with us. They they had it covered. And actually, it made my heart so glad. I just thought, actually, that's like, we get stuck in with each other in our seasons. We don't back away. We grab a spoon and go, all right, then, let's get stuck in. So if someone's struggling, we make meals. If if someone needs prayer, we pray with them. If if someone needs help, we we pop round. I've really enjoyed that about Real Life Church, actually seeing people grab a spoon and just get stuck in. Um, So I think get stuck in with each other. Grab spoons, help each other out in your seasons, and don't be shy to say, I need help for the season that I'm in. Don't don't feel like you, you have to live up to this kind of Christian ideal of of being basically superwoman or superman and having it all covered. We actually have a saviour who did all that for us. We then don't need to strive to be these incredible uh, super men and women. 
we actually have a saviour who, who goes before us and behind us and has everything we need in order to do our season well. Thirdly, eat even the bits you don't like. I think in every season there are bits that are just hard to swallow, things that you just think. This, this, I think sometimes you can be in a season where it feels too much, just feels like, how am I ever supposed to stomach this? How am I ever supposed to chew this and swallow this? How is it even possible? And I think oftentimes we come out the other side of it knowing God in deeper, better, more amazing ways than we ever would if we were in a season where we had it all covered and we were all fine. The, the stuff sometimes that we have to chew and spot, swallow is for our benefit and for our good, but sometimes goes down hard. You know that kind of, when you eat, I'm like this, my whole family eat far too quickly. When I met and married Stuart, his family are the slowest eaters ever. Uh, literally, they like, they must chew everything a hundred times. And my family bolt food down. You know that feeling sometimes when you don't chew properly and you swallow something and you can literally feel the pain of it going down your esophagus. And sometimes you want to give it, is it just me? Sometimes you want to give it a little rub to just help it go down better because you, you can feel the pain of having bitten off more than you can chew really or swallowing things. I, I don't know, in my family, I think it was you got seconds if you finished your food first. Or, and I've, I've just got brothers, so they would literally just inhale. Um, and then, yeah. So I, I think maybe it was that. I have slowed down dramatically. Um, but I think sometimes there are things in our season that feel too big, too much. But when we embrace God, when we go after God, when we hold on to God we can often come through stuff amazingly and have some incredible stories of the grace of God and the power of God at work in us. And we get to swallow stuff or take on board stuff that we never thought possible. And I think that is the grace of God. It's when you walk through stuff that you cannot physically imagine you have enough strength to be able to do and then you find yourself doing it. Because what you understand when you're a Christian is that God's got you and he's got what you need for whatever season you're in. And I think even right now, there'll be people who are going through stuff. In a church this size, there'll be people going through stuff that you just feel like this is too much. And you have to pull on the grace of God like nothing else. And my personal feeling is you get to know God and yourself better in those seasons than any other season. You get to know what God's character is like, what he's capable of. When you think, I can't bear this, I can't stand this, I can't walk through this, and then you watch God walk you through it. And you come out the other side and think, how on earth have I walked through that valley? And you understand God in a better way. And you have stories that are richer and just way better. They're authentic stories. And I think sometimes if we don't have a need for God, we don't get to see God like we ought to. And I, I do want to just put a little, I suppose, a little, a little note of caution in there. Sometimes there are things in our season that just should not be there. And, and sometimes there are things that you just think, actually, that needs to go. 
So I think for myself at Catalyst, there was a bunch of stuff that God just dealt with because it didn't need to be in my life. It didn't need to be in my season. So it was like, you know, it'd be like digging into a tub of Ben and Jerry's and discovering a hair in there. You know, and you'd be like, whoa, that is so not something that I want to eat or consume. That shouldn't be there. A fly. You know, you just think, no, that just shouldn't. And there will be things in your season that just shouldn't be there actually a wrong um, so a catalyst I, I had some stuff that I went with I think I think I had some real disappointments and not disappointed with becoming a mummy and not disappointed by being a mummy disappointed because God had spoken stuff over my life that I could not see how it was going to work out because I'd chosen to become a mummy and there were things that I just felt I'm supposed to see in God that I'm not seeing. And sometimes I'm so exhausted that I cannot even work out how I'm supposed to do this. And instead of that season being something that I walked through with God, I think I started holding on to bitterness and disappointment and anger. And those things just shouldn't exist in our season. So they are like, well, they're like flies, they're like a bit of hair in your Ben and Jerry's, that you just don't want there. And I think God can deal with stuff that just shouldn't be in our seasons, that just really are something alien to what is going on. And there's all sorts of different words to describe how God does this, but I think he sets you free from things that shouldn't be in your season. And I've enjoyed, actually, sorry, Jeremy and Catherine, if I'm about to embarrass you, I've enjoyed over the last few months watching God set you guys free from things that shouldn't be there, from lies that shouldn't be there, from things that you just think that disappointment's pain. I've enjoyed watching God do something where he's gone, no, that shouldn't exist. So a few weeks ago in church, Jeremy came forward for some prayer and, and you could literally see a man being set free. You could literally see... God doing something. I just love stuff like that. And I think sometimes in your season, you need to take a look at it and say, there's some anger there, there's some disappointment there, there's some bitterness there. I've come back from Catalyst. I feel, I feel lighter, I feel set free from stuff. And I, I do think there are things in your season that you're supposed to stomach and, and really call on God for. And there are things in your season that just shouldn't be there. And if you're sitting here and you think, man, I've got some stuff that just shouldn't be there, take it to God, get some prayer. Uh, I was really grateful at Catalyst to have some really lovely people come and stand with me and pray with me while I got myself some freedom, that they just picked up a spoon and dug in. I didn't even ask them to, a bit cheeky, but they just came and stood and got stuck in with helping me get some freedom, which is just lovely. Lastly, scrape your tub clean. Whatever season you're in, there are lessons that you need to learn from it and you need to, you need to make the most of every advantage, opportunity of the season that you're in. Um, to, to scrape something clean. So this, this is honestly what our tubs look like at the end because we do scrape it clean. We don't want to leave a single morsel of Ben and Jerry's left in our tub. We don't want to wash it out and 
put it down the sink. We want to make sure we get everything out of it that we possibly can. And I, I'm a great believer that whatever season you're in, that is how you have to be. You have to scrape it clean. So you have to scrape it clean of every single lesson that you can pro- possibly learn. Partly for you, because when you scrape clean whatever God's put in front of you, you learn the lessons that he wants you to learn. Whatever that might be. It could be dependency on him, trust. It, it could be um, learning to speak up. It could be invited. It could be all sorts of things. Whatever it is, learn the lessons, but also for other people. So when you walk through stuff, when you learn every lesson, you don't just get to learn it for yourself. You get to be useful to someone else. So I've had various seasons in my life where God has walked me through painful stuff, really good stuff, and I've never seen God waste any of what he's walked me through. So even recently, so my dad left when I was little, and it was a painful thing to have to walk through. But the amount of kids that I have helped walk through their parents splitting up, unbelievable. The amount of girls I have helped come to grips with their dad leaving them in some way, shape, or form, unbelievable. Partly because I walked through the season and partly because I tried to learn every lesson from the season. Because you do stuff like that, you then become useful to other people. I firmly believe walking through seasons with my boys where they've not slept properly has been enormously growing for me but really useful for other people so you're able to share them with real integrity what it looks like to walk through those seasons you're able to say that you know what that looks like times where Stuart and I have (coughs) been through tough stuff together and easy stuff together you then get to with integrity take people through their marriage prep and say we know what it looks like to walk through that because we embraced the season we were in we didn't say, do you know what, I, I can't be doing with that. I'm just going to walk away from it or I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist and I'm just going to merrily carry on. I, I think there'll be people in here who've really had to fight for things in God that you then can be helpful to other people who are about to begin a fight for something in God. Because you can say, this is what I did and this is what I ended up with. And it's... It, It's just brilliant, I think, to learn every lesson you can from the season you're in. It's brilliant to be able to enable others to walk through stuff that is hard. Sometimes when you're in the season, you just think, I can't imagine how God brings anything good out of this. And then you watch yourself help someone else walk through it. And and you just go, well, there it is. Again and again and again, I've seen God use stuff in my season to enable others. I, I don't quite know how this works, but I think sometimes if we don't learn the lesson from the season we're in, we don't get launched properly into our next season. So I think sometimes if we refuse to embrace what God is doing now, we don't then get to enjoy what God is doing next. And sometimes we will stay in seasons for a long time. So you know, like the Israelites walked around in the wilderness for 40 days, and that's a, that's a long season walking around dry and thirsty and moaning and but I sometimes think that our seasons can be like that 
like just grumbling, rather than actually going, okay, God, what you're doing in me now, I'm going to embrace it, I'm going to get everything I can out of it, I'm going to find all the treasure, and I'm going to scrape it clean of every lesson I can learn, and then I'm going to move forward into my next season. Having learned the things that I need to learn in order to enable other people, in order to enable myself to walk through stuff. And I I might be wrong in this, but I do think it's a little bit of a middle-class thing to kind of pretend that stuff just doesn't exist, that really does. So you say to people, how are you doing? They'll say, I'm fine. So we came back from a holiday recently, which, quite frankly, was a disaster. Do you ever get those, like, terrible holidays where you've pinned all your hopes on it being this amazing experience where you'll get loads of rest and you'll just basically skip through meadows and share ice creams, holding hands and... It'll be sunny, oh, it'll just be awesome. And then you go away and have a row the first day and it's just horrible. Well, we had a horrible holiday. Do you know, I was so tempted when I came back and people said, how was your holiday? To say, fine. I was so tempted. Because actually, that's really what you think people want to hear. How's your day? Fine. How are you doing? Fine. How's your holiday? Yeah, good. Yours? Yeah, great. Awesome. Actually, I think sometimes we... (laughs) We just want to be honest about the seasons that we're in and say, actually, this is hard, this is good, this is... And and be honest with one another. We said we can't really call ourselves real-life church and not be real. We can't really say to other people, come and be a part of us because we are this real community. If actually, we're not real with each other. Oh, check me out. So I want to encourage you to Ben and Jerry the season you're in. Dig for treasure. And there will be treasure in every single season. Um, if you don't believe me, come and ask me, um, and, and I'll help you find the cookie dough chips, the peanut butter cups, the caramel cups. I'll help you find the things that, that, that are worth digging for, and they'll be in every season. Share your tub with someone else. There's no reason why you have to go through stuff on your own. If you are not part of a life group, get in one. If you are in a life group and you don't go to it, go to it. Life groups are made better when we actually make ourselves a part of them. That's, you know, and, and if you don't like the life group you're in, either seek to change it or move to another one. Find somewhere where you can be a part of a community and allow other people to speak into your life and you speak into theirs. You only experience part of the Christian experience if you just come on a Sunday. And, and we only have one place to look after one another as life groups. So I would, I would get yourself in one. I think eat the bits you don't like, the stuff that's hard to swallow, and pull on God like nothing else. Pray like nothing else. Read your Bible like nothing else. Get open with other people like nothing else. Draw on God. You get to go to richer, more beautiful, incredible places with him. So over the years in my walk with God, I've had some really dark times where I've got to see God better than someone who hasn't. I would not trade the dark times, to be honest, because you get to experience the grace of God, the freedom of God, the deliverance of God. And I have had, over the years, real freedom from stuff that has then propelled me into the next season. I knew at Catalyst, when God put his hand on that stuff, I was like, man, I now get to move forward into the next season. And I I can feel it. I've come home and I'm like, I get to walk into my next season now. 
because I now know God in a different kind of a way. And he knows, he knows me anyway, but he knows me in a different kind of a way too. And scrape it clean. Learn every lesson from your season. Don't shy away from it. Front up to it. If you are feeling like this is too hard, this is too much, I, I would say in the spirit, grab hold of God and stand. And that, if that's all you're able to do, do that. If you can walk, walk. If you can move forward, do it. But, but stand. I, I think the Bible's very clear that whatever comes our way, his grace is sufficient. It, it's for the joy set before him that Jesus endured the cross. And you can't imagine for any way, shape, or form that the cross was, was easy for him. That was incredibly tough, incredibly painful. If you think your season is hard, you want to take a look at the cross. You want to even just take a look at the physical side of the punishment that the cross held for Jesus as a physical man. And it said that even Jesus kept his eye on what was to come in order to walk through something that basically killed him. And he didn't stay dead, clearly. If you want to know what that's like, get back into Jesus. Scrape your season clean. Just get everything you can out of it. Learn every lesson you can out of it. So I'm going to ask you to stand now, if that's all right. And I'm I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to invite you, if if there are... People here who just think my season is tough at the moment, or there are things that you just think, I know God wants to just put his hand on. I'm just going to invite you to respond. So we just, we just love you, Jesus. We honor you in this place. I think if you stand here this morning and you don't know Jesus, you should know him. He, he makes your life better and I don't mean that he makes everything easy he enables you to walk through stuff that's that's hard he enables you to walk through stuff that's amazing and do it with grace I think because of what he accomplished on the cross you get to walk free of things that would ordinarily hold you back and and his grace is sufficient but you have to know him So I'll say to you in this room, if you do not know Jesus, I would invite you to know him, to know what his sacrifice means, to know what the cross means, to know eternal life, to know freedom from sin, to know freedom from shame, guilt, and to have access to a power that makes your life better. So we just love you, Jesus, and we honor you Jesus and I, I want to say that, that I think reading about you in your word you, you walked through seasons that were hard and joyful and amazing and painful and you did it all as a man and you did it all as God and you relied heavily on the grace of God and the power of God and we look to you as our role model We look to you as someone who we aspire to be like. And we ask you, Jesus, to enable us in our seasons to walk. And to walk with grace and humility and power. 
to learn every lesson from the season we're in, to scrape our tubs clean and enable others to also walk, that that would be our, our heart's desire, that you do something in us that also enables others. So I'm just going to invite you, if you feel comfortable, to just raise your hand if there are things in your season that right now you just think is too hard. Um, Just where you are. Jesus, Jesus. And I just pray for a grace on you. Just a grace on you to learn to depend on God like nothing else in this season. Grace on you to swallow stuff and be empowered to move forward, to learn every lesson. I think some of you even know that you've been relying on your own strength and it's, it's easy done but I think some of you know that sometimes you've been running around trying to make it all happen yourself when actually you need to pause get your bible open, get a CD on and really just connect with Jesus and put yourself under his power and his enabling I particularly just think for some of the guys right now, there's just a grace that God as Father wants to come and just bring. Jesus, just come. Come, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think for some of you, you just know that the season you're in, you need to invite others in, and you've not been great at doing that. So if that, if that resonates with you, just raise your hands where you are. You've actually tried to do a lot of this on your own. And actually, you know, I need to grab hold of a guy, grab hold of a girl, and I need to say to them, can you come and stand with me? I need to be a little bit vulnerable and a bit honest with someone. I'll just pray for you. Yeah. Just pray for you to be bold and brave. And I think it takes boldness to just go up to someone and say, I could do with someone praying with me. I could do with someone listening to me. I could do with some help. And so I just pray for boldness on you. And I pray for a sense of urgency about it. For God to give you no rest till you've done it.
Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. 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 Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, just keep coming. Some of you have just really got God on you, just like let him come. That's like sometimes he's just coming literally to bring a bit of power because that's what you need right now. You need to know his grace. To know that where you're weak, he's strong. Sometimes he just needs a moment where you're still to be able to just come upon you and say, okay, I see that you're missing this amount. I will top you up. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus. I'll just feel a couple of things that I'll just say out loud. So, Matt and Phil, I just... I've just, there's been a few times over the last few weeks where I've just thought, um, I've seen you do stuff here that I don't think I've ever seen you do. And, and I, think, I think some of the treasures in your season are some of the people that you are getting to know and spending time with. And I think, 
I think it's time to start asking God, what is it you're doing in some of these people's lives? And it's time to start walking forward into like into some of the people's lives around you so feel like I saw you the other day at Costa with just a group of mummies just chatting and and I just thought like like I, I know God is doing something I know like God's on you for something there and I, and I just I think it's time to start saying to God okay who are the people that you want us to spend a bit more time with who are the families you want us to start getting to know and I think the treasures for you are going to be some of the people that you see brought to Christ in your season. That you think, man, this all just feels so crazy and we don't even know how to make this work. And in it, your cookie dough chip chunks are going to be people's lives like utterly being transformed. And you're going to get to see things that you've, you've longed for but not seen yet. You'll start to see. And, and I think... I think there's, secretly in your heart of hearts, you'd like to lead some people to Christ, but you're not the kind of people that are going to shout about it. And, and I, think, I think there's a season for you to start digging for it, to start praying into it, to start seeing what, what the Father's doing, to start asking specifically for specific people and start saying, okay, God, what's the next step? Uh, what do we need to do there? Um, and your season feels pretty full on but I think there's going to be pause moments where you just go oh my gosh and you just stand in awe as a couple and go what and you're forced to just stand and marvel at your saviour Ellie and Chech, I just, I just saw you suddenly grab a bunch of people and, and pull them in and just go, and, and they were a bunch of people that you had decided uh, you needed to have round you. And they, they felt like quite strategic people for your next season. Um, they felt like people who you thought, actually, you're going to help us grow. You're going to help us move forward. And I, I saw you being, which I don't think you're like at all. I saw you being quite brazen and just walking up to people and going, uh, you're my people and just grabbing them and going, you're what we need for the next season. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think you're like that as people. I think it's something that you're going to feel the spirit on you and there's going to be men and women that you just go, we have to have you in our lives. We have to have you near us. We have to have your input. We have to have um, us being a bit more vulnerable. We, we have to have you around us. And I, I see you building what, what kind of feels like a, a scaffolding for a work that God's going to do. And, and you're... You put it around yourself and go, okay, come on. Um, so I feel like you just need to have your eyes open for people that you just think, uh, we need you in our lives. And, and you need to not talk yourself out of things. You need to say, okay, let's just go at this.
Jesus. I'm going to invite the band up if that's okay to just start doing what they do. Just keep focused on God. I think, um, Fliss, I just, I just feel like God's on you. So just kind of just, just keep, keep receiving. I think there's like questions in your heart to God at the moment and I, I just think just keep speaking them out and keep saying to God what about this what about that what about the other um, now I think there are some answers for you and some of them are wait and some of them are it's coming and so some of them are just things where I feel like there's going to be a whisper from God the Father he's just going to say shh, shh and, and he's just going to speak so I think just press into him Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus.